Newsprint, a podcast about print news. What's up, nerds? Hello, darlings. Hello, darling nerds. <laughs> What's crapping in? <laughs> That's so appropriate for the world right now. The crappenings. The crappenings. <laughs> Edie, it's still very rainy and cold in Portland, and yeah. I'm so fucking over it. I know. Well, we live in Portland. But <laughs> but normally it's like nice by now. Yeah, I know. But also just remember, June through September, it won't rain. At all. I hope that's I know it's hard to like put into context, but it's like it would be nice if there was some balance. Yeah. Like some sun in May and maybe yeah. some rain in July. Yeah. Did that ever happen here? I don't know. I don't know the history of the weather here. Same. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so exciting weather talk. Rolling topics. <laughs> Are we talking to my dad right now? <laughs> we might be. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. What's going on with you besides no sun? Besides no sun, um, what is going on with me? It's the end of the semester. The children, the youths have one more week. And so some of them are freaking out and some of them <laughs> are doing well. Panics. <laughs> pa- panic. Um, and then it's just going to be me in the print shop all summer long. There's no summer classes? <laughs> um, I actually haven't heard yet. It, there's... There's no, like, PNCA college courses. Oh, there might be, like, community ed or something? There, Yeah, there's CE classes, and then there's, like, apparently low-residency MFA people can come through, but huh. um, I haven't heard if they're going to be utilizing the print shop at all, so it might just be me. Are you just, like, doing, like, deep cleans, or what do you yeah, do over I'm the summer? deep clean. Maintenance? I'm going to order shit <laughs> to spend money you get your new fiscal year in july new budget yeah, yeah. but that means i have to spend all of our budget now uh, yeah. so they don't cut my shit <laughs> yep we did just buy two um one arm bandit silkscreen presses Ooh. So, wait yeah what? new yeah holy shit yeah 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 god it would be nice to be at a college that has money I mean, it's okay, not I'll that PNCI money. actually has money, but there's money that's in certain <laughs> well, budgets that has to get spent. So, well, yeah. well, Lamont apparently has money. Good thing you merged. <sighs> yeah, good thing we mer- merged. Um. Anyway, what else is crapping? Um, I printed a bunch of intaglio plates, which was really fun and cool. Um, though I had this weird thing happen where like two of the plates I was printing, um, I made like over a year ago because I Mm. was just I like didn't have print shop access in the way that I wanted until starting this job um so I feel like less connected to that imagery now Mm. and less like stoked to be making those prints which is very curious I've never experienced that before because normally I just rapid fire like make the plate then print it what are you gonna do are you gonna do something weird to the plates or just Um, carry on I think I'm just gonna carry on the one that um, I accidentally like open bit etched the back of, Oops. I think I'm just, I think I am over that and I'm not gonna, <laughs> I think I'm it not happens. gonna print it. Because <laughs> um, I let myself down and also I was fucking over that imagery kind of anyways. So, um, but I did do a fun um, like two plate print where the background is this like, 
lavender mm. checkerboard mm -hmm. and then I did a like green viscosity roll Ooh. and then printed that and then printed the lines well technically I printed the lines first and then the background and whatever but You're making like that brain exploding meme happen in my so head right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man oh i love intaglio um <laughs> but that was a lot of fun i'm excited about that one yeah yeah and i <laughs> yoshi was like have you been making any prints lately and i was like oh yeah i was in here for like seven hours yesterday <laughs> look at what i did and then he was like you need more of a paper border and i was like i'm not a student i didn't ask you <laughs> so to this? i don't know <laughs> but he you know he meant it out of the goodness Everybody of his heart and i freaking own... love yoshi but i was like wait did he say no. anything complimentary <laughs> um i think the general vibe was that he was interested in what i was doing yeah um I feel but, like I fight that sometimes oh well. like as a teacher it's like you have to give constructive criticism so it's yeah. like you, sometimes you're like struggling to find something mm -hmm. constructive to say mm -hmm. so it's like yeah. I don't like this color yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just come up with yeah. something that could be expanded on yeah but but that doesn't need to happen when you're talking to your friends unless they ask yeah. for it yeah Anyway, and I he's, mean, your, he's your boss. He's not your friend, but oh, he's sad. your friend, too. I like Yoshi. He's your friend, too, right? <laughs> Compartmentalized <think> relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I kind of purposely was like, I'm not doing a big paper border. So whatever. I mean, you don't need me one. No, Depends you don't. The that's print. the thing. You don't need anything. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped like making my students do the two 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 three borders because uh -huh. I'm like paper economy. These are community college students. Yeah, like you don't need it if yeah. you're also you're just learning how to screen print or yeah. do a lino cut print, and you're yeah. gonna mess up a bunch. And like yeah. if you can get four out of that sheet, I don't Stunning. care. As long as it's a small, a big enough border that you ha can do punch registration when it's required, mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah, don't puncture my screens don't fucking do it don't i got them all terrified of puncturing the screens good yeah i'd love to instill some <laughs> fear <laughs> yeah <laughs> some fear and some terror <laughs> uh, uh, yeah um what, but what are you doing with that uh what's that thing oh, you just got thing. yeah um <laughs> so exacting language we yeah have. um one of the students actually had that it's like a newspaper, um, like stand it's like distributor thing. The free ones, right? Like yeah. free paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you pull open the little door. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you grab a newspaper. Um, and it's pink and covered in graffiti. And I was like, oh man, I've always wanted one of those. And then, um, yeah, one of the grads was like, well, it's mine and you can have it. And I was like, say no more. What are you going to do? So I took it to my studio. Well,. I'll tell you. I could edit it out. I, I'm not sure with the language around it yet. You want so. it to be a bit secret and, yeah, until it's done? Well, just because it has to do with, like, femininity and how femininity is all-encompassing. And I'm just trying to, like, not offend anyone. But I also think 
that I'm not gonna, but I think I'm also just worried. You're working about through it. the language still. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So anyway, um, and so you I'm in three terms. Glean. Yeah. So I applied to Glean. Um, we really hope I get it. You told me your um proposal. It sounded rad. Thanks. Yeah. It's um environmental markers of death. Is that? That's yeah. not what I exactly said. I but, mean, um, I mean, considering markers of ecological death. Yeah, it and it's a residency where you literally go through the dump. Yeah. So like, yeah, and yeah, use yeah. the materials out of there. So I thought that would be cool. Yeah. I know one of my friends applied for, or is applying for it too. I don't know if it's closed yet. Actually, it I has. think it just did. Yeah, yeah. just did. Um, I think two days ago. Anyway, um, yeah, one of my other friends applied for it too, and I would love to do it with them. That would be cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, what's up with you, Edie? What's crabbing in? Um, <clears throat> I just finished carving my next big block, cemetery block. Ooh. It's the 18 by 24. And I was kind of surprised that I, I mean, last weekend and this weekend, I did nothing on Friday and Saturday night except carve. Mm-hmm. And I finished it in two weekends, which yeah. I was surprised. I thought I wasn't going to finish it till next weekend, but... And extra surprised that my neck is not breaking yeah. because <laughs> I was trying pretty good to be like, okay, I'll carve for an hour and then take a break for 15, 20 minutes and then carve for another hour. Yeah. And then I would do like an hour on a Monday night, an hour on a Wednesday night. And, yeah. Uh, didn't really feel like it was rushed. And then I was like, well, okay, I think I'm ready to prove it. Cool. Oh, can't uh, wait to see it. Yeah. And... I'm starting to plan some sculptures. Ooh. I ordered some specific clay because I'm going to yeah. try to do um, silicone molds from this clay material and then do concrete casts. Yeah. And I'm, I kind of mocked them up. I'll show you later. Oh, but I can't like, wait. Yeah. One of them is going to be like a flat headstone and I'm going to try to do the like old school wood stump looking yeah. headstones they call cool. a lot of people call them the woodsman um oh. headstones but that's cool i'm gonna do like a short version of that but i haven't like literally literally sculpted anything in a long time so that's why i ordered like samples of the clay yeah in different hardnesses oh yeah but it's a um i think it's a sulfur free clay which is apparently the oscars silicone molding oh cool oscars knocking at the door join us sir hello oh he doesn't have a shirt on no he doesn't because he doesn't have his sensor (gasps) you don't have your sensor anymore well the vet said um sometimes the sensor sorry this like he wears he wears a he's diabetic and he wears a um freestyle libre sensor we can check his blood sugar on our phones (laughs) but he uh the vet was like sometimes it's misleading because you like see it plummet but you th- and then you freak out and then you give him a snack mm-hmm. whereas like you just need to trust the dosage that we have right now uh-huh. so she said don't have it on for a little bit and then put it on in like a week so uh. he'll have to wear a shirt but he also had like hella dreads on his on his tummy <laughs> from wearing a shirt all the time so <laughs> give his little tummy a break give that tummy a break so anyway so i'm i'm excited about that but i also like still have another print to make mm-hmm. which i will start for summer and then um yeah i'm a little overwhelmed by how much i have to finish by october but 
um, one of them, I think I'm going to do like oversized flags and keep that kind of simple. Hell yeah. That's going to be do cool. Do one that's, uh, I might enlist your sewing skills. Hell yeah. Um, and oh, let me do one that's lilac. like kind of trash okay. on purpose with like spray paint stencils or something. Oh, cool. But I like that. Yeah. Get up Get here, up. Oscar. Jump. Come on. Come on, baby cat. We're not picking you up, sir. You Jump. can do it. Oh. Good boy. Oh. Don't fart on Cammy. Oh, but it's okay if you do. I understand. Maybe I'll <laughs> fart on you. Just kidding. I won't. So, and I have five weeks left of school. Yeah. I don't oh. like the quarter system. So many reasons. Yeah, that's a, that's a long push. I know. It's like by this point, I don't know if my body just got really used to the semester system or if it's like social media and all these people like final critiques. And yeah. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. But I just have to remember I don't start till the end of September. Yeah, that's true. So that's nice. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not counting the weeks down. I'm <laughs> counting the days down. Yeah. The seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um so yeah. I got a new therapist. And oh, how's that going? In the first I only had one session with her mm-hmm. and she recommended a book and I looked it up and mm-hmm. I was like, Holy shit, how'd she do that? Like <gasps> it's like something i really need i think that's all the new things for me you want to do some Same. news bits let's do some news yeah <laughs> news <laughs> so unceremonious i, love I know it. <laughs> I'm tired um uh, yeah you want to do the first one sure hp standout prince high point is pleased to announce standout prince the fifth installment of their international druid print exhibition <laughs> This exhibition will fill High Point's 1,000-plus square feet of gallery space with select impressions of contemporary printmaking. Uh, the juror is William... Villalongo. Villalongo? I believe. Villal- yeah. All right. Villalongo. Applications are due August 1st. Get them in, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Show them what you're made of. Yeah. Um, then we have the Print Center as having their 97th blows my mind that's fucking annual juried show better work and any artist using photography and or printmaking so it's open to more than just traditional print media um as critical components in their work can enter artists whose work pushes the boundaries of traditional photography and printmaking practices are encouraged to apply uh 2d and 3d works are eligible i assume if they're you know utilizing either of those processes Mm-hmm. And um, applications are due June fifteenth. Yeah. So all you people that hate yourselves and do um, <laughs> <laughs> photogravure, this is your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So the MAPC conference early bird registration is open, and I think it's open until July first. So mm. here's the deal, kids. I'm trying to go. Like I'm really trying to go. So you all need to go because I want to see you Pugs. and hold you tight. Yes. <laughs> so fucking just go. All right. Did we already talk if you're gonna room with me? I think we texted about it, and I want to. Okay, cool. So. <laughs> I was gonna be insulted if you said no. Oh no, we're gonna room <laughs> together. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm Best definitely genius. going. Cool. I have an event that Sage Bro Parrot. Parrot. Because it seems Hi, like Sage. it would be Sorry. Sage Parrot. Um, and I Fancy. had accepted for the 2020 conference. Yeah. And so it got pushed back. So excited to actually do that. What's the event? Can you talk um, about it? It's like a, it's called I Know What You Mean. 
and Sounds it's cool. a zine making and drawing kind of um, collaborative thing mm. where mm -hmm. each of the artists we picked have a topic that they will create drawings about, but then also oh, yeah. will sit at the conference and draw with anyone that wants <gasps> to come and sit with them and have a conversation about that topic. Oh, shit. And then, I'm going to be at that event. Yeah. yeah. And then those drawings that you make together will get in, they'll get like interleafed with each other. <gasps> the artists that are taking part in it, the artists that we invited, will get risograph copies of all of them. And then anyone that, at least I believe that's what we're doing right now. It's kind of changed because um, facilities have changed there. The whole world has changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the people that uh, participate that are not the people we invited will get like a xerox copy Stunning. of each one or just like i think non-screen printed cover or something like that so it's kind of like a portfolio exchange because but like in real time yeah i love that and collaborative so it's not just like come huh. look at the prints we made in private yeah and then maybe talk about it instead it's like we wanted it to like incite conversation in some sort of collaborative nature yeah so yeah, Ooh, I'm excited cool. about it. I haven't, I haven't picked my topic yet, but um, I think I need to check my deadlines. Um, I feel like our participants have to decide on their topics by a certain point, yeah. which I need to put that on my calendar um, to <laughs> remind people. Um, and then I'm going to be on a panel for <gasps> Radical Intersectional Printmakers Guild. Yes. Just is so famous, you talking guys. About Look the at her go. <laughs> yeah, proud of my friend. <laughs> Ah, uh, cool. Well, yeah. I'm going to be there, too. I'm kind of excited to be on a panel where I'm not, like, expected to talk about my work. Yeah, that's kind of nice. And just, like... Talk about some other things. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about other people, like, promoting people on the guild and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I have cool. to go to Ohio. I've never spent a lot of time in Ohio. I haven't um, either, and I'm specifically excited to go to that campus because of its political yes. history. Kent State. Kent State, baby. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, that so, whole thing was crazy. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Conference. Um, Everybody go. All right. It's really affordable, like, at least in their, uh, like, yeah, the conference yeah. rate's pretty affordable. I um, think it's, like, 175 if you're not a student yeah, currently. Yeah, if you're a student. So, so sign I the fuck up, all right? 100? I think it's 125. Okay. Yeah. But I could be wrong. But anyway, yeah. everybody go. Yep. Um, <laughs> our buddies, ooh, our buddy... Ooh, ooh. At Inca Hoots. Uh, 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 yeah. Deadline is June 1st for the next round. And I believe from the email that it, I saw, they're now offering five week. Whoa. And no, sorry. They're offering three week. Shit, yeah. And eight day. So I think she's like changing her Ooh. rotations a bit. Fun. So, like, because the seven day ones is like you get there, you have an orientation. You work for like five days and then you have your like work share and then mm -hmm. you leave so it feels really fast but if it's eight days you get like a full week yeah i don't remember how long i went for when i went i think you did a week yeah i think i did a yeah. week. i really busted ass when yeah. i was there i came back with a lot of friends i want i'm gonna apply yeah this round i want to go again um i freaking love in cahoots i tell everybody about it um Anyway, okay. Yeah. Continuing on. Do you want me to read that next one? Sure. It's a lot. Um, so I got this information from Meg. Um, it's a submission where you could submit your work or um, writing, I believe, and it's called the HIV Howler. And um, 
It's called technically the HIV Howler, Transmitting Art and Activism, a newspaper focusing on global grassroots HIV art and cultural production. And it's um, going to be released in July. And submissions are through email. So I, I looked at the website mm. and I did not see information about that. So I don't know mm. if it's just going through like word of mouth channels. Um, so I will post images from that email that okay. give you the information or I'll just, um, I'll put it in the hot off the presses Stunning. section of the website. Love that. Yeah. Um, and the last little call we have is the 38th International Bradley, I put international twice. I'm pretty sure it's just it's the 38th Bradley International <laughs> Print and Drawing you know, Show. Um, interdimensional. Interdimensional, <laughs> international, inter-everything. Um, it's the second longest running juried print and drawing competition in the country. Um, so it's a little bit she-she, wink-wink. Um, <laughs> every two years it features the best contemporary graphic artwork from around the globe. This year's exhibition will be held on campus at Bradley University at the... Hauser Huser Art Gallery and Hartman Center Gallery, as well as the Peoria Riverfront Museum and the Peoria wow. Art Guild. It's in a lot of places. Yeah, they get a lot of work, and then it's kind of like a art crawl. Oh, um, cool. I was part of this show a couple years ago when Catherine Polk was the juror, and it was a lot of fun. I, there was like really good stuff. Of course, like celebs like Art Werger had his prints up, which are just so fucking nuts. Yeah. I'll yeah. never get over his mm -hmm. Italias. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's that. Yeah. Apply to some stuff. Then we have a little fun show thing. Some, show some things. Do a we shout out. Thing. Yeah. So I was um, doing something on the internet. I think I was trying to get the like my personal Instagram URL off the internet, yada, yada, yada. So I Googled my Instagram handle, <laughs> like a crazy person. Um, <laughs> and then I like scrolled down and saw that um, a printmaker, Belinda Del Pesco, gave us a shout out on her blog. And I was like, oh, what a fun and cute surprise. Um, so anyway, she makes some really cool dry points, monotypes, all kinds of fun stuff. I think there's like a lot of information on her blog too. So Go look about it. Look about it? Look at it. Look about Think it. Think about it. I don't know. Go take anyway. a look about. Go take a look about. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> we have a treat for you. A big treat. Yeah. Yeah. It is not just <laughs> us talking to each other. Not this, this time. time. We got a friend. We've invited Gregory Santos. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, of the Denver Art Gym and Mixed Grit. So if you know. don't already follow Mixed Grit on Instagram, you need to do that. Um, and I'm not going to give any of that away because he's going to talk about like the history of the project. Hell so, yeah. Uh, please enjoy this conversation. Enjoy. Can you hear us? I'm afraid to touch anything. Right? <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, what a mess. Technology. Truly. All right. I think this is going. What were we going <laughs> to talk about? <laughs> oh my gosh. For listeners, we just spent at least 20 minutes doing it with technology issues because Gregory's in Denver and we're in Portland and uh, the technology gods decided to shit on us. So, Truly. <laughs> but we're here. Hi. Hi. 
<laughs> we made it. We made, we, we made it. We made it work. I think it's just too many devices trying to do too many stupid things. Yep. Yeah. And all, all we want to do is connect audio. I don't know why yeah. it's so yeah. rough. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gregory, we were just talking about MAPC. Are you going? I am going. I have yes! to. Uh, I am going and I think I am officially now on uh, a two person panel talk. So I think I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I should be in attendance. I don't think I should zoom in for a two person panel talk. Uh, <laughs> What's your panel about? Uh, Jamal Barber was asked to put together a panel um, about collaboration. And That's cool. I think it's really just going to be him and I. So he wants me to talk about mixed grit. And he is going to be talking about his Black Baby project. Oh, that's cool. Um, 2019. And I think he's still doing it or is launching another iteration of it. I haven't spoken to him about that. Um, but I guess it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it if you try. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's cool. But that just, I guess, was finalized, I think, on today's Sunday. On, on Friday, I was getting in touch with people from MAPC on like Friday morning, I'm saying like, hey guys, I don't know what's going on. Am I on the panel? And then like two hours later, I get a, a text from Jamal with all the info. So oh, cool. I think I think it worked. And then, okay, so this is exciting. It's not set in stone, um, but there is a very strong chance that we actually do a pop-up exhibit of the mixed grid prints. <gasps> cool. At a local gallery just for the duration of the conference great so, oh my god cool I, i'm crossing all of my fingers that that, that works because it would be really nice if you know everything i'm talking about people could just you know walk for a box and see it totally and not just have to be on their phones during the conference yeah yeah that's amazing that's rad i hope that happens hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. well if it doesn't happen i'll probably just bring the prints anyway since they're all yeah they're they're unframed, so they're all the same size. I can just put them in a put them in a folder, throw them in my bag. And yeah. Them awesome. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. awesome. That's rad. Well, I'm excited we can meet you in person in October. <gasps> yeah. Right. It'll be great to meet. I mean, I haven't I haven't been to a conference in a few years, so there's a mm -hmm. lot of people I'm looking forward to meeting. I know I've, yeah. Same. I've really Same. expanded my network you know digitally over these past couple of years so um, it'll be great to meet as many people as i can yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I i skipped the southern graphics conference yeah Same. so did we yeah i got a little bit of fomo of seeing people like saying i met this person i only knew digitally and i was like yeah i want to be doing that but yeah but mm -hmm. didn't work out yeah but i think you know what i have what i keep hearing year after year is like the the networking is great but the 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 accessibility of seeing the demos and you know going to some of the talks is a little a bit more um, more difficult in person 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's why I like MAPC. Right? I think Southern Graphics gets, on average, about 2,000, 2,500 attendees every conference, where MAPC is closer to the, I think it's around the 600 range. Yeah, it's under 1,000. Uh, yeah, and then the Rocky Mountain Print Alliance Conference is like 250 people. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, little, a little bit more. Uh, accessible or smaller. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to that someday. Me too. Yeah. I don't know when, when and where the next one is. I think it was supposed to be in Reno, but don't mm. don't call me on that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, we we have like I guess we could just tell you all of our questions at one time, and because they kind of all can flow. <laughs> um, uh, it's like we're. We wanted to know things about your background and how you got involved in printmaking. Classic. Um, some stuff about mixed grit and its history, which I already know and I find really interesting, but I didn't give any like hints to Cami or yeah, I don't yeah, think I Cammy know. don't know. And then, what is your work like? And like, what do you feel like the trajectory of your work working with the Denver Art Gym, your personal work, things like that? Because you do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff, and I'm just, I, I see the little sparkle in Cammie's eyes. I'm just wondering when she's going to hit me. Like, well, I know you listened to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, I'm just going to bring it up. <laughs> Still waiting on my invite. That's fine. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people waiting on invites. I know. There's like all of us, like. Is he gonna ask? Gotten popular. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. Don't feel pressured, but also feel a little bit of pressure. A little bit of pressure. <laughs> pressure or guilt if I don't invite you. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I won't hold it against you for the rest of forever. <laughs> She's just gonna make that face at you and at the conference the whole time. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, all right. So where do you where pick pick a place I to guess, start? Um, um, you know, where were you born? Uh, <laughs> just what's kidding. What's your favorite um, color? Uh, maybe when you were. Sorry, I've watched an interview with a vampire so many times. When were you born to the dark side of printmaking? Sick. Oh, that was so. That was in undergrad. Um, I think I'm. I'm probably one of the few people. In in the country, like the, the thing that you went to undergrad for and fell in love with, I've been able to do for, for 20 years. Um, you know, I wake up, I, I love to go to work, I love my job, I love what I do. And I think for most people in America, they don't get to say that, but for anyone who has studied the arts and gets to still work in the arts, it's pretty, pretty special. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So I actually, I knew nothing about printmaking until you know, spring semester, freshman year uh, at college. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was at Syracuse. So what Syracuse did at the time, and I don't know if they still do this, um, but there was like a weekend or a day. I remember it being a Saturday, but you know, my memory of 20 years ago is shoddy at best. Um, <laughs> but you had to walk around all of the different departments within the School of Visual Arts. And you had to get like five signatures from either like the faculty in those areas. And it was all day. Uh, and you basically just had to go around and sample 
for an hour. That's cool. That is different, cool. Yeah. different disciplines and just say like, okay, what is illustration? What is painting? What is video art? What is printmaking and sculpture and fibers and everything? So you have all day and you have the sheet and you have to, I think you have to go to five and get signatures just proving you went. Yeah. And I know I went to illustration because I thought I wanted to be an illustrator and I very quickly realized I didn't have the natural skills or chops to be an illustrator. Um, and this was in 90, I guess, 99. Um, so everything was hand-drawn. There was no, you know, I think it was like Photoshop 1 was in existence, Photoshop 2 kind of thing, and digital lab. Like there was no iPad kind of stuff um, so you really just had to be a tremendous draft person uh, and at the time you know i'm seeing these illustration students like if you were to say you know hey can you draw me a picture of a frog on the unicycle playing the <laughs> violin like they could do it almost without needing reference photos they could just mm. whip up an illustration of something bonkers kooky and i just didn't have that natural skill and I, whatever areas, other areas I went to, I don't even recall, but I went into the print studio and one of the graduate students was printing a stone litho. And she was printing not onto paper, but she was printing onto a wedding dress. Uh, she, she was buying like used wedding dresses at thrift stores uh, and then printing her imagery, her drawings on those. And, wow, uh, that's cool. You know, just seeing something brand new for the first time. Uh, and the the professor at the time just basically explained that, yeah, if you like to draw, you can just reproduce your drawing like, however many times you want. Mm -hmm. uh, like, oh, so I can still draw as my art? He said, yeah. And I was just hooked instantly. Yeah. I, there was nothing about anything else. Like, I don't think I was drawn to screen print. I certainly wasn't drawn to etching. Uh, <laughs> no offense to the actors out there. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, I, I fell in love just from that demo. And I had a little stone we could all just draw on and just get a feeling for the surface and mm -hmm. whatever it was. And I you know, signed up to be a printmaker and then I just never, never turned back. I've just been very lucky and fortunate. Uh, yeah be in the right place at the right time all these years since and have a, a good support network and hopefully a good enough personality that people want to help me along <laughs> that journey. You know? uh, and I'm still, I'm still doing it. Uh, and when you think back and be like, holy geez, it's been 20, 20 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah. It sounds like we went to college around the same time. I started in 98. Um, so yeah, that I remember I was smiling when you said Photoshop one and I was like, <laughs> hated it. <laughs> oh, this was like, I, I, I don't even know if we were on Photoshop. It was like Quark Express. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyone who's ever used Quark will make that exact same uh, noise. So I did my own, terrible. Yeah. That's funny. But it was necessary. So when did you move to Denver? I've been here about seven years now. Okay. 
you know, and that time flies quickly. And it was, you know, throwing a, throwing a dart at the map, um, coming to Denver. And again, that was the story of knowing the right people and just being, being fortunate enough. Um, so I had nothing going for me when I came out here. I just came out. Uh, but I'm friends with Dan Weldon, uh, who mm -hmm. hopefully you and all of your listeners know is you know, the Silver Plate guy. So Dan's been a friend of the family for 20 years. And so my, my mother took a printmaking class with Dan uh, while I was in school. She says like, hey, you should go take this workshop with Dan. He does this thing called solar plate. I said, all right. <laughs> uh, and I think I, I might have been a junior at the time. So I, I just finished my intro woodcut, intro screen print, and like all the normal mm -hmm. BFA kind of stuff. And this class was over the winter break. It's like a three-day weekend. It might have even been during Christmas. I don't recall. Um, I just know I drove from Syracuse to Ashoka, New York, in a blizzard in like an 87 Ford station wagon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to go meet Dan and take this print workshop. And I was the youngest person in the shop by, I'd say, 20 years. Uh, <laughs> because Dan was, you know, he still does this, but, you know, all of his workshops, a lot of them are geared towards educators who want to introduce solar plate into their curriculum. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, that's who was, you know, a lot of his workshops were being filled with those kinds of students uh, and then there I was this like 20 year old brat uh, <laughs> <laughs> taking, the, taking the workshop and I got there and I was like fuck I forgot to bring all of my materials to the workshop <laughs> uh, like they were just sitting in in my old apartment and it must have been like eight nine o'clock at night in the blizzard and I was gearing up the car to drive back to Syracuse in the middle of the night to go get everything I needed for the workshop. And then in theory, I would have like gotten back to a show at like seven in the morning. I don't know. You know, I think Dan just like smacked me on the back of the head. I was like, no, don't do that. I can give you papers, you idiot. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I've been friends ever since then uh, with Dan Weldon. So when I came out to Denver, I called up Dan. I was like, hey, Dan, I'm going to Denver. I Do you know of any print shops out there? Do you know of any printers? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've been collaborating with uh, Mark Lunning for 20 years on projects. I go out to Denver, you know, every two years kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. I called up Mark Lunning, who runs a shop called Open Press, and I think he's been doing that for 35 years now maybe um went and saw mark running maybe like my second day in denver and uh, we we hit it off and he just said like hey there's this place called art gym being being built uh, oh. and they're gonna have a print studio in there like a 2000 square foot printmaking studio they want me to run it but i'm a little busy <laughs> <laughs> since he has his own print studio he has his own whole shop to like they want me to run it um you go do it and he just gave me their their phone number um 
And I just, you know, through those connections, it took about nine months for me to just wheedle them down and um, <laughs> <laughs> just wear them down and just whittle them further and further until finally they said, like, fine, you can do it. <laughs> um, but that, that was then to, like, actually design and build the print studio. Like, so they had two presses, two tables, an exposure unit that didn't work. And, like, that was it. Wow. There, it wasn't like a functional shop. So they brought me on an art gym to actually design and build the print studio. And I've just never left. That's cool. <laughs> so um, six, six years later, I'm, I'm still there. And now I'm just, you know, having fun. That's awesome that you got to build it. That's so cool. Yeah. That you got to have so much influence on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we used, um, there was a, a printer locally who was retiring for good, like he had retired from teaching a long time ago, um, but he was retiring his home studio. His name was Clinton Fine, and they purchased his private press out of his garage. So his one, a motorized Griffin etching press, a motorized, uh, a motorized um, Griffin litho press, and then you know uh, a new arc. Uh, exposure that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So that was the foundation for the shop. And then everything else I had to buy, build, you know, scratch around, figure out how to how to build a studio for a print media I knew nothing about. So I made some bad choices in the very beginning based on what I thought the print community was going to be. And yeah, you just adjust and everything's modular and you just rebuild and break it down and do it again uh, true by that did you mean like you, you were like oh surely people will want xyz yeah. and then they weren't interested in it yeah uh yeah uh i i really thought i mean and coming from new york which has a strong uh, etching component to it yeah there's a lot of artists in New York, I just assumed, and I was told that there was a lot of etching being done back then. Uh, so we put a focus on that, and we, I think over all these years we've had like four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like count them on one hand. Like it's there, people just aren't interested in working in etching after school or doing it privately like around art practice. So the studio had, <laughs> yeah, get, get yourselves to Denver and make it happen. Uh, <laughs> you literally have the whole studio to yourself. Yeah, it's so Yeah. So what ended up being the thing that people wanted the most? The most would probably be, so we're, we have the most amount, we have screen print artists and then a lot of monoprint artists. Denver is a monoprint kind of town. So uh, the Art Students League here, which is educational. Uh, you know, Mark was teaching monoprint along with solar plate and other stuff. But Mark was teaching mono Mark Lanning teaching monoprint for Lord knows how many years. And then Joe Higgins started teaching it. You know, there's just a whole group of artists who this pedigree and this lineage of artists who all just taking years and years of monoprint classes in 
the small non-toxic French studio in uh, the students. Hmm. So there is an emphasis on that here in town. Hmm. Yeah. So a lot of our artists come and just to use the etching presses just to, to model things. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And how did you start Mixed Grit? Tell me all the details. All right. How long have you been waiting on that one? Um, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Uh, so Mixed Grid started 20, 2019, um, I guess very end of January 2019. Um, I was getting frustrated, and not in a bad way, just frustrated that all of these cool artists were visiting Denver for like a layover. Um, mm. every, everyone seems to travel through Denver for some reason. Mm. Everyone has family in Colorado that they're visiting. It's surprising how many people come to Denver for like a day. And they all just want to get to us. Oh, can we come hang out? Let's grab some lunch, grab coffee, see, see the shop. And I was getting frustrated that all of these really cool print artists I know were in the studio for like an hour. Um, just enough to, you know, have a coffee, sit outside, you know, see the shop. How, how do I collaborate with these people? Like, and I was trying to come up with ideas of, oh, maybe I could have a catalog of stones ground down, ready to go, and you know, ask people to like do a doodle in 20 minutes, and then we could, you know, I could do the work after the fact. And it's like, yeah, but that would just be terrible art. You know? <laughs> um, and then I was, you know, realizing like everyone's on vacation. Everyone who's here, they're not here to see the studio or to collaborate. You know, I didn't want to take up their their free time uh, or ask them like, "Hey, can you set aside more free time amongst your vacation for me?" Like that, that was just a bit rude. And I was like, "Well, maybe it could be something else. Maybe I could have, you know, some registration punch hole mylars set aside and." I could have like a packet that people could take with them once they visit. Maybe like a little travel kit that they could take and draw separations on something. Now that we could do a screen print or photo. Anyway, I was going through all of these different ideas of like, how do I just work with these people? And I couldn't come up with anything good. I realized that as I was buying all of these litho stones for myself, anyone that I was buying that wasn't local. They were all being shipped to me just through the mail. <laughs> not not always packaged well, but you know, they were being shipped to me in these flat rate boxes um, from estate sales or printers who were retiring or passed away and their families liquidating the kind of thing. So I, I realized, well, if I can, if other people are mailing me stones very poorly through the mail, why can't I just mail them out? But do it better. Um, you know, package them properly. You know, I, as I had that first thought, I was spending a whole weekend just grinding stones, just for myself, just so I had an inventory of stones ready to go uh, to draw on. And you know, all of those hours grinding stones over the weekend, I did all of the math. I thought out the whole project and started working on the first group of artists I wanted potentially work with. Um, so I think I had the uh, first idea on like a Friday 
by Monday, I've worked out the whole project and I did all the math and the budget. And then I started working on the list of artists. And by that coming Friday, the first four stones were in the mail. Wow. So it all happened really quickly. That's cool. And I was fortunate enough to have four artists that I was friends with to take that first risk. So when I call them up and be like, hey, I've got this idea. Do you want to be the four like beta testers? Like who's gonna say no to giving a stone mailed to them? Yeah. Uh, but they you know, they all took took that risk. And um, so I didn't know if this project was going to succeed. Like I had all the trust in myself and my skill that it would work and stones wouldn't just all get busted in the mail. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure if in that very first round, like if all four stones broke, like it's done. Yeah, mm. But it was, you know, Ash Armenta, uh, Todd Herzberg, Craig Zamiello and Ali Nor. Uh, they were the, the first four. You know, four people that I knew would be jazzed about the idea. So they, you know, they took the risk on me and they, they trusted me to, to do it. And then it just, you know, one round becomes two, then it becomes three. Next thing you know, it's six, and you've been doing it for, for two years. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So right now, we're, as we're, we're speaking, I'm currently on round seven. Mm -hmm. So there's three stones in the shop that I'm working on, waiting on the fourth um, to arrive in the mail. Uh, hopefully, the goal was originally to do nine rounds, a total of 36 artists. Uh, so right now I'm working with members 25 through 28. So it's actually been pretty tremendous to I'm not collaborating with the artists visiting Denver on this short scale, but I'm collaborating with artists. I would never get another chance to. Right? Like you, like Edie, I mailed you a stone. I've never, mm -hmm. we, we are 2,000 miles away from each other. Yeah. Um, so cool. I, I mailed you a stone, and you know, we've built a friendship. We've built a professional rapport. We've done work together, and you mm -hmm. know. You're working on uh, a lino cut that I've contributed to in some, some aspect. And, you know, these kinds of professional friendships uh, being built out of this. Mm -hmm. is, yeah. Printmakers you know, love printmakers, and I love that love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a community. It really is. You know, yeah. Mixed Grit is about community. So when people find out, like, no, nothing is nothing's for sale. There is no problem. Mm -hmm. And no, it's not about me and my work at all. Mm -hmm. no, it's about producing work for others, giving others an opportunity uh, to make some stone lithographs. Not, you know, some have, you know, there are some printers who have, like when I mail a stone to June Lee, I'm like, okay, she can just do this on her own. She's a phenomenal lithographer. But I want to work with June. And yeah. Yeah, gets her out of her comfort zone to work on a small nine by seven stone instead of this massive thing that she does or, you know, to mail a stone. So like right now, Scott Minzy uh, is part of round seven. 
I think he said he has like a memory of intro stone litho from his undergrad of like that's it. Uh, so providing an opportunity for that. I think it was round two or three when I worked with Jesse Hardesty. Um, he had never made a stone lithograph before. Mm -hmm. And you know, she didn't, she didn't have to go through the full process. She just had the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, she gets to reap the benefits and she just has the fun of drawing on the stone and then I do all of the work but then you know as a portfolio exchange she's like mini micro portfolio exchanges there's only four people mm -hmm. and so building that little community within that four so like Edie I think you were in the group with Jeff Dell and Mm -mm. No, you were with Catherine cool. and Catherine Jane. Paul, June Lee. What a group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm forgetting who the fourth person is and I feel bad. Um, I can visualize the image, but I can't think of who it is. Um, anyway, um, yeah, and so, you know, build, building that little community, hopefully down the line. When you are in the room together with them, you'll have this little connection through mixed group. Mm -hmm. I was just the facilitator. I, I, I did no more than facilitate a group coming together, yeah. working on, on on this project. Um, and then you know you get you get one of everyone else's, and that's pretty neat too. This yeah. nice little, this nice little thing. I liked um, in conversation with you. I don't know if this is something that you want public to know, but like the history of the crayons. Mm. Oh, it's no secret. I talk okay. about that all the time. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone draws with the same tool. Everyone's drawing with a Corns number three paper wrapped pencil, uh, which they don't make anymore. Uh, they just don't make the paper wrapped version. Um, the Corns number three, and these were. A uh, mark making tool my dad used um, in screen printing. So my mom and dad were both art makers, um, and I think every time I tell the story, I probably switch who taught what. So it doesn't really <laughs> but, you know, my mom taught. They were both teachers in the same high school, um, so they put my brother and off my brother and I off to go to school, and then they would get in two different cars. Um, and they would drive, you know, 20 minutes to a different town, park in the lot next to each other, walk in the building, walk into the art room, and then start referring to each other as Mr. and Mrs. Santos all day because their offices were on opposite sides of the art room. Um, and my mom taught like mechanical drawing, and figure drawing, and painting, and ceramics, and photography. And my dad taught screen printing drawing, painting, airbrush. Um, airbrush. And so he had, um, I didn't know this, um, you know, I didn't know anything about screen printing at the time, but he passed away when I was a teenager. So I inherited all of his, everything, all of his materials, all of his tools, his drafting table I have here, I, you know, mm. my drafting tables, his drafting table. You know, one of the things I eventually found was a box, multiple boxes of Horns litho crayons that he used in screen printing. Um, 
and not just like the box that has 12 of them, the bigger box that has <laughs> all of the other boxes of 12. Um, <laughs> so I, I think, I mean, if I have to guess, there's, there might be six boxes in the box. I'm not, I don't recall. No. Um, but like a full box of like number ones, a full box of number twos, a full box of threes. Uh, I don't think any fours or fives. Anyway, so I, ha I have all of these materials, these 40-year-old crayons. And I thought, well, if I'm going to mail stones to people, I can't mail, like, everything. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't provide them with everything, you know, to do. Um, I also don't want to buy cores, like, the new you know, stones and cores, like, just, like, the cores, you have to buy that. Mm -hmm. funky gray plastic core mm -hmm. holder uh, I freaking hate that thing uh, <laughs> it's just like so unwieldy it's just not comfortable to use mm -hmm. um, but I was like I, I don't want to buy all of these and then mail them away um, so I, I just felt like well if I'm going to use these older crayons like well I'm not going to give people the ones like I'll just get back black stones like everyone's just <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no like nuance, no detail. So I, I just decided I'll, I'll do the I'll do the number threes, um, and it's something that unifies the whole project, right? There is within the round there are no themes, and unlike other print trades and portfolio exchanges, there's generally a theme that everyone works with. There is no theme, um, and all of Mixed Grit as a whole, there is no unifying theme. But everyone is drawing with the same mark making. Mm -hmm. and that is kind of the only rule within the things like I can't allow I, I can't send a stone to you know a Catherine Polk who has access to the lithographic kitchen sink at her disposal mm -hmm. yeah um, I can't just say like oh here draw what you want with what you have and get it back to me and then expect to match that successfully Which, yeah you know, who knows what she used and how she prepared it and what she did. Unless she was going to send me like a detailed map of what she did where, like, you know, <laughs> I would just be setting myself up for failure. Uh, the mm -hmm. other thing I really like about sending everyone the corns number three is, you know, we're not, we're not getting the most fine, wispy, detailed, it's not like a Will Cotton drawing of, clouds made of cotton candy like we're not getting these like <laughs> ephemeral ethereal delicate marks um but you can get some pretty fine you know light tone and details in there and you know jesse hardesty proved you can go pretty freaking dark with a number three you know you can just layer, layer that grease in there so you know in the end i'm hoping people will see the versatility of what one mark can achieve. You don't need to draw with a number two and a number three. Like, make mm -hmm. one of them do both. Yeah. Uh, really, it's just setting myself up for success and hoping that, you know, in whatever afterlife I go to someday, if I do get to see my dad again, he can just smack me on the shoulder and be like, that was pretty cool, kid. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love that 
tool he used that's now at least 40 years old is still being used. Yeah. And not being used by me. It's being repurposed and redistributed to artists mm-hmm. around around the country. So it's, there's like, oh, there's some sentimentality to it. Uh, yeah. But it's about control, controlling the variable so I can be successful doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So is the number of participants dictated by the number of crayons? No, it was dictated by the number of stones I had in the very beginning. When I started round one, mm. uh, I only had so many stones of the size that could fit in the, in the flattery boxes. And we had so many. And then it was the, the budget, because this is a self-funded project. So just knowing mm. what we could afford to do. You know, three was just not fun. You know, an exchange of three people is just, eh. <laughs> and then I, didn't, I don't think I had a fifth stone, so I just settled on. Settled on Did you mean total? Yeah. Oh, I think Cami meant total. Like, <laughs> oh, like, total. Um, that that was budget and time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I figured when I started this, you know, so February first, twenty nineteen. So each, each round is divided up into like three months, basically. The first month, the artist has the stone. And then the following two months, I have all of the stones and I'm doing all of the processing, and proofing, and additioning, and then mailing prints back and forth. It generally takes about two months to do all of it along with everything else I'm doing for work at Art Gym and other projects in life. And then in theory, there's a month off. <laughs> where you know I take a one month break and then send out the next mm-hmm. batch of stones. So divide those months into the year. You could do three rounds a year, and with that schedule, it was scheduled for a three year project uh, to do all of 2019, 20, and 21. Because then I didn't know like uh, what's life going to be and X amount of years. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it would just be a, a nice number. Um, that was the plan. Uh, but I only invite people to participate basically the month before round. So it's not like I'm inviting people way down the line and then have the fear of like, well, if I cancel the project, am I mm. break, breaking people's hearts? Uh, mm. So it's just about the budgetary constraints, time constraints. Mm-hmm. You know, then. We all know what happened in 2020, and things got sidetracked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just been delayed. It's been heavily. So this, I think the stones I'm etching just this past week for for round seven. If I look back at my posts for the mixed grit Instagram, I don't think I have etched a stone for mixed grit in like a year and a half. That's mm-hmm. how long of a break needed to happen because. Yeah. Of all of the life events and struggles starting in March 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And I think, you know, if I if there is an exhibit at the MAPC conference in Kent, Ohio, which would be October, mm-hmm. part of me has this really dumb idea in my head to, <laughs> like, just mail out stones around eight and nine right now and push the fast forward button and expedite them so that 
all of Next Grit in its entirety, all nine rounds, could potentially be done uh, by then. But I, 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 that's a very dumb idea. I don't know <laughs> if I have the the bandwidth to to do that and fit that in within the schedule that I just have. Uh, but I'd like. We'll see. You know, having I'd already planned to have Next Grit when it's finished become a traveling exhibit and get it shown at all of the conferences, you know, take its turns and then maybe make a traveling exhibit at universities when it was finished. Mm -hmm. We just exhibited the current 24 prints at the Firehouse Art Center here in Longmont, Colorado, just in this past month uh, for the month of printmaking. Yeah, to see that all on view together for the first time has really just kind of lit a fire under me. So, okay, yeah, I really want to see all all thirty six together. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's happening a lot quicker than I expected, but that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to see two years worth of work and effort all together displayed is really a special moment. For me. Yeah, really yeah. brought home the community that mixed grit has become within each individual rounds, but then as a whole, uh, it's been really, it was something really special. I, I was really grateful to the Firehouse Art Center to, to do that, you know, to find a nonprofit gallery, say like, yes, we will show the work of which they know there will be zero income because nothing is for sale. Yeah. You know, for them to, to do that was really special. That's amazing. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. What a cool project. I, I'm glad to know all the like nuanced details of it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I have a I have a question to kind of go on that because you work for the art gym. You do like community organizing and you teach sometimes at the Denver Art Gym. Yeah, it- I teach I teach workshops from time to time. Uh, art gym Denver. That's okay. Oh we just we just say art gym. Uh, okay. Yeah. But then you I, also, I how do you artists. how do you have time for making your own art because you're still doing that too? Like you're you're, I'm very impressed by how much you do at least in what I see on the internet. Um. Right now, I make work by signing up to take part in portfolio exchanges. Um, Good method. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think like almost everybody finding motivation to work on things for yourself after 2020 it was difficult um, to just find the creative thoughts to find the energy to find the motivation in the studio to even see an end game after the fact because exhibitions were canceled or things were pushed back in timelines and you know there was just it was difficult for many of us, myself included, to see a why in still creating. Mm-hmm. And then to, even if that was there, to just have a push to actually be working. So what I was doing, uh, I was just going through the motions of printing without having an actual idea, without having anything I was working towards. I was just shooting photo litho plates of just textures and just printing um, and just layering things just so I was keeping the muscle memory going. Uh, 
And I have a stack of something like 80, 80 sheets of monoprint lithographs that I have no idea what I'm really doing. Because I, when I started them, it was just about go to the shop and print. Yeah. Just so you can physically be printing. Mm-hmm. And then to get myself out of that, I started signing up for portfolio exchanges so that there was a deadline. Mm-hmm. There was a rule set, and there was a guideline. And, then, and now I do dumb things like I'm, I sign up for like three at a time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I did for the Southern Graphics Conference. I signed up for three portfolio exchanges at the Southern Graphics Conference, thinking I'll just get into one. I got accepted into all three. <laughs> and no one told me you're only supposed to do one, that if you get accepted into more than one, you're supposed to self-select out of oh. others, and you're only supposed to do one. No one told me that. And I found out like the week before they're all due. And I was like, well, they're all done. So <laughs> I'll be in Art. three different exchanges at the conference. And, you know, like right now I'm doing two at the same time. Um, so I'm now I'm, I'm using those to make my own work. Um, mm-hmm. Just as this, I, I'm now finding more enjoyment in portfolio exchanges than I was in making my own. I'm finding more humor in the art that I'm making. I'm making a lot more lighthearted, whimsical, uh, kind of out there work for me than I would have normally been doing just for for myself. So I'm really enjoying that exploration. But in terms of where do I find the time, um, yeah, you make the time as best you can. You know, I'll do some printing during the days when I'm on the clock at the shop. Um, I'm also very efficient when I print, so I bang out things pretty quickly. As long as mm-hmm. I'm, you know, not doing anything stupid or too <laughs> outlandishly experimental. Like, you know, I think just last week, you know, eight and eight color screen, screen print in a couple hours, you know, just <laughs> getting it done and getting it in the mail and sending it out. I wasn't doing anything new. I was really just rinse and repeat. You're on all the time. Yeah. Just turning on the tech machines for anything. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, impressive. A powerhouse <laughs> printmaker. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I don't think so, but thank you. Well, it seems like it from over here, from our point of view. In Portland, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know that's always grass is always greener on the other side when you see what what other people do, right? Like I get envious when I think of Miranda and everything she did with Pine Copper Lime, which is now Hello Print Friends. Mm -hmm. And you see her and what she does and the community she's built and everything she does, giving of her time. It's very easy to be envious and jealous of someone who has that network, that energy, that professionalism, those ideas. Mm-hmm. And then you see like, oh shit, the two of you are doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's, everyone is just doing what they can for the community with the skill sets they have and with the ideas that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 
I, I really loved seeing this, I don't know, like next generation of really cool things happening within this print community that is just, we're, we're just people, you know? Um, we're, the, mm-hmm. None of us are, we're not freaking Elon Musk born into a mining industry of, you know, emeralds with all of the resources of the world. We just mm-hmm. do what we can what we have because we enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something I, I talk about a lot, um, there's this Harry Potter reference. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, which I never remember the movie it's in or the book, um, but when Harry is teaching all of his other kids in the room of requirement to like actually be like young wizards and learn spells, right? He has this this dumb line of like, you know, all these great wizards of the world, you know, they all started out as nothing more than what we are, students. You know, if they can do it, why can't us? Mm-hmm. And it's such a silly pop culture reference. But when you think of the ULAEs, Gemini, GELs, Taverns, Harold mm-hmm. Weavers, Tupom, high point additions when you think of all of these shops that are you know landfall press which is now you know black rock uh, all these shops that have been around for 50 years 60 years mm-hmm. it's really hard to see that as an achievable goal right yeah. whether that even is anyone's goal uh, but it, it's hard to see that for me, as as something to achieve, that kind of longevity, that kind of success, that kind of acceptance within the community, and, that, and you know, an art market. Um, but we don't get to see how they all started, right? Mm-hmm. We we know of the Gemini's, the High Points, ULAEs, as they are now, as these mega powerhouse print publishers and printers we didn't see their struggles and their diy hacks in the studios in year one you know we didn't see what they really needed to you know we didn't see the ramen noodle dinners that they were eating every day <laughs> like the things that we all do but in order to get there you you have to start and, yeah. you know when i just you know when mixed grit was just up for that exhibit like yeah, I had this vision of it being a three-year project, but when you see it all on the walls, you see the hard work by so many people being up on the walls, you realize that, like, okay, I'm already at two, three, year two, three, and four. You know, when you see something like Miranda with Hello Print Friends, you know, it's now on, what, year five? I'm not even sure. Um, But what she's doing, and, you know, but what the two of you are already doing, if you have to start somewhere, and as long as you have that community of support around you and people willing to, you know, enjoy what you're doing for the right reasons and hopefully mm-hmm. doing these things for the, the right reasons that, you know, the goals of these 60-year-old shops might not be the goal, but we're doing something radically different with what our generation and what technology is making possible. Uh, yeah. 
and it's just adding to this bigger community, which is pretty, mm -hmm. pretty tremendous. Yeah. Very well said. That makes me, I feel inspired to yeah. keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. <laughs> well, we are on an hour of chit-chatting already. It's ah. flown by. So fast. All right, I've got nowhere to be. It's Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so. Well, I have to pee. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could do and then come back to it. But uh, I don't want to have to chomp any of this out. Yeah. Editing wise. So um, do you have anything you want to like promote yeah, other than mixed tell grit? Everybody where we can find you. Oh, promote. Um, I mean, so I'm pretty much only on Instagram in terms of social media. Uh, I do have a Facebook page. Um, if you try to find me on there and send me a friend request, I will not accept it. So don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much log into Facebook just to see photographs of my cousins growing up in other parts of the country yeah. and then like a couple printmaking groups to be like is there a press for sale today you know yes. like, i'm not active there um everything's on so on just instagram so for my personal one that's nyc gps and then mixed grit is just mixed grit um, so if anyone wants to connect with me those are the two two places to do it is your middle is your middle initial P? GPS. It is. Yeah. It is. GPS. <laughs> Never put that together. Okay. Uh, yeah. I saw. I remember the NYC. That's how I always remember like how to find anything from you or to look up your like if you type in Gregory, you show up. But still, oh. like it's NY something. Yeah. So now I won't forget. Okay. So once once I left New York, I was like, I don't care enough to have to change my handle or. Yeah. yeah. Do anything like I don't know what does that do? The tags when you're tagged, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna keep it. Life is simpler yeah. if you just don't care about these things. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chit chat yeah. with us and telling us all about your projects and all your stuff yeah. and being a powerhouse printmaker and also inspiring oh. us. <laughs> it's good to see your face. Yeah, and then we'll see right. you. So I'll see you. MAPC in twenty in October. Yeah, hell yeah! You'll get a hug from both of us. Maybe a group uh, hug uh, if you're lucky. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so they'll they'll hopefully be a panel talk and hopefully an exhibition of mixed grit all, hey. all there. Shit, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Too. Thank you for this invite. This was really nice. This Heck was yeah! Hell yeah! Thank we'll you. get we'll give you a heads up when it airs too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank right. you. Bye. Bye. Beep 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 Cammie wrote that in our shared Google Doc, and I laughed really hard. When yeah. I Bye, girl. Bye, girl. Uh, anyway. So have fun with that one. Yeah. If you have a uterus, we're in the same boat. Yeah. Fuck, man. And if you don't have a uterus, go hug someone who does. <laughs> but ask consent. True. A consensual hug. Yes.
Or Venmo someone with a uterus. Yes. Yeah, send me some snack money, all right? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though. Yeah. Go burn it down. Anyway. Molotov go, cocktail. Yeah, go burn it down. <laughs> Fuck them. All right. <laughs> bye, okay. Bye, see you next month. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>